Hey, Middle Age Gamers, welcome back to the latest episode of the Middle Age Gaming Podcast. You're joined by Antoine, Adam, and myself as usual. I hope you're having a fantastic week. We have lots of stories going on. There is a game showcase next week, or there is going two. to be a game showcase two next week. And then there's one, we'll get in this. <laughs> one tomorrow. The Apple event was out, and that involves some gaming and some tech as well. Actually, a fair bit of gaming, but I'll talk about that a bit later. There's a Star Wars stories. There's Diablo, so just keep an eye out for Phil. Phil is back, of course, streaming Diablo by himself and probably with Antoine most of the time. And, of course, Adam is building wonderful, awesome, crazy contraptions on Besieged. What is Adam so modi? He says, cool intro. Thank you very much. I worked very hard on it. Thanks again. <laughs> oh, very nice. Okay, and let's get started with today. That's enough for me. Adam, what is your first story? All right, so my first story is talking about the Summer Game Fest, which is coming up, I believe, tomorrow. For us, it's tomorrow. Today's the 7th for me. I guess for Antoine, it's still the 6th. But yeah, so Summer Game Fest is June 8th. It's going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific time if you are in the U.S., they have all their times listed up on the website if you live in different time zones and don't feel like doing the math. But yeah, so on June 8th, they're actually doing three different things. They're going to be starting off with the Summer Game Fest, which is going to have, what is his name? Jeff Keeley, I believe his name yes. is. Yes. So he's going to be hosting a cross-industry showcase. They're also going to have Day of the Devs, which is going to be looking at indie games. And then they're going to be doing, I think it's called The Return of Volvi, which is about Devolver's annual gaming extravaganza. But it is going to be going on for a couple different days. On June 9th, you're going to get the Tribeca Game Spotlight. June 10th, you're getting Wholesome Direct, which is focusing on indie games. You get the, And also on the 10th, you get OTK Games Expo, which is going to be hosted by Asmongold. So if you know him from World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14 when he was doing that. On June 11th, you get the Xbox Showcase, which is actually going to be my second bit of news. So I won't go into too much detail there. But you're also getting the PC Gaming Show. And then on June 12th is the Capcom Showcase. So there's going to be quite a bit going on over the course of the week. As far as what to expect in the Summer Games Fest, we don't really know. And from the trailer, if you're watching this on the podcast or watching this on the live show, I really don't know what to do because a lot of these trailers are things that we've already seen. And my first impression would have been that this will be more like, for instance, what just popped on the screen here was from Phantom Liberty. That's obviously new stuff that's coming out because that's the DLC for cyberpunk so we're expecting that but at the same time they showed scenes from the horizon forbidden west dlc which is strange to me because that's been out for a while i don't think they're going to be making any more announcements on future dlc for horizon forbidden west so yeah i really don't know what to expect because the trailer just shows a mismatch a mishmash of new stuff and stuff that's come out recently so yeah it'll be interesting to see what kind of things we have yeah, no, uh, it's going to be a great summer fest. Uh, and if you don't know how to manage your expectation, just to watch our show from last week or the previous week. Of course, Adam and I will go expecting nothing and be very happy about anything we see. We know that Korean will go expecting a lot of new titles or things like this, and I'm sure he's going to be very happy as well. Yeah, exactly. But so if you want to come, you know that's going to be a full Street Fighter 6 kind of show. So if you like this, go ahead. I'd love for them to talk about a Resident Evil, but I think they they barely did the, the four remake. They are not going to talk about the five remake until quite a while, I think. So it's going to be uh, like this. Which one was it? Which was mildly disappointing here? Was it the Sony show? That was the uh, Sony showcase that was last week where people were disappointed because it showed primarily indies. It really only showed one or two first parties. And one of the first parties was obviously Spider-Man was the big one. 
there were some other first parties, for instance, Helldivers, but I think people don't consider them necessarily like a big first party title. They're more of a smaller studio. So that doesn't count, quote unquote. And maybe that's because they just want to make the big announcement during the summer game fest. But at the same time, why would they have a short take just a week before the game fest? Yeah, I don't know. Strange. Yeah, it is strange. I If I was making a guess, if that's true, I don't know if that's true or not. If that's true, my guess is they probably wanted to do their own showcase, show the smaller stuff, or they probably had yeah. already planned for the Summer Game Fest. This is probably something that they planned out a long time ago. A lot of people were suspecting that the PlayStation Showcase last week was a rush job to put something out because Xbox was doing something special and they're like, we need a PlayStation special thing, but they had already planned all their big stuff for the Summer Game Fest. So they're like, okay, let's throw in a bunch of the smaller stuff, which is why they also had a lot of multi-platform things on there just because they have the, was it advertising rights? Is that what it's called? But uh, that's, that's yeah, that was the, what people are suspecting. But uh, yeah, I really don't know because there are definitely some PlayStation games in the trailer like i said like there's for there's horizon forbidden west and there's that other one the weird magic fps one so there are definitely some playstation games there but uh, yeah i don't know if and then also there's the possibility that they were thinking hey we know the way hype works if we put our big titles a week ahead of xbox everybody's going to be talking about them for a week and then xbox is going to be the new hotness so let's move all our big stuff closer to xbox to get in on some of that action so that it was a little fresher in people's minds when Xbox announced. So there might be some kind of shady thing going on there where it's just a corporate sabotage in a way. Yeah. But that's I'm not the, expecting yeah. too much from PlayStation, I'll be honest. I'm not expecting that much. Because that's the intro strategy because remember that's what's happening, you know, to, uh, what's, that's what happened at the E3 where they were saying, okay, so these guys won compared to this one and then that would be a Xbox talk about for a month saying, yeah, PlayStation, you losers. If they would have done all the big stuff last, last week, at least there would be no comparison. Here they go, you know, full frontal assault. Again, Microsoft, I'm not sure it's always a good idea. And there's something to be said about like the hustle where like a pool shark, where you put all, you make yourself look not that great at first. So then you lower everyone's expectations and then you come in and hitting hard in the second round. So that's a possibility. Again, I'm personally not expecting that, but as we know, I like to go in without expectations because then I get pleasantly surprised rather than disappointed. So to give some clarity on what Adam said, on the 11th, 4 p.m. Eastern time, it's two hours of, re of reveals for 15 new PC games on June 11th. The Capcom show on the 12th is a present, Capcom presents at what's next. I think that is not clear as to whether that's like next for Street Fighter or are there new games I think but at least the PC side is new the Xbox showcase is happening after the Starfield Direct and again no, right that before, doesn't matter. I think right Starfield Direct follows the Xbox showcase because it's listed on June 11th as on this is on the summergamesfest.com site so it says Xbox game showcase followed immediately by Starfield Direct yeah. so I would assume there's going to be a Starfield Direct at the actual show yeah, no, they've been announcing this for way back when they first said, we're going to give you more information on Starfield. And everyone was really disappointed because they're like, we want information on Starfield now. They, that's what they said. They said, we're going to do the Xbox Direct show. And then immediately at the end of the show, there's going to be, I think, an hour for the Xbox showcase and then another half hour after that is purely about Starfield. Ooh, that makes sense. And then June 10th is 50 multi-format games. Again, that doesn't mention new stuff. 
But to me, the most exciting stuff is the Devolver Digital stuff. They make some really cool, interesting, artsy games. The Wholesome Director, again, really cool, relaxing stuff. I think that's going to be nice and interesting. I don't think we'll get that many new games just because there's loads of news and stuff going on. I actually have a story that I'll talk about that just released this morning that I think I'll re probably replace one of my stories, about, but we'll get into that later. Let's go on to Antoine's second story. Okay, just before I jump on the second story, just in two seconds, what do you remember of the Summer Game Fest from last year? In two words for me, it was all the Dead Space remake and the fact that the Xbox Game Pass on PC was the star of the show with all the day one releases. Do you remember anything other than that from last year? I remember last year it was rated as the most viewed game showcase ever on YouTube, ever. So it was like, people were saying like, this is what killed E3, was that this just did way better than E3. I remember the awards as well. Hey, best game for Summer Showcase 2022, that sort of stuff. So I think it's like Adam, Adam did that really cool short about the end of E3, right? A few episodes ago, you guys should check it out. But yeah, no, I don't think E3 is ever going to come back, even though they said just cancel for this year. Yeah, no. Okay, so on to my story. I'm going to talk about the future of BioWare because it was announced that, so I, of course, as they were in charge of the MMO Star Wars, the Old Republic, and EA, the owner of BioWare since 2008, decided to move Star Wars to another studio. If there's a drop in quality or anything, I'm not a player of Star Wars, so... Please give us some news of the show. They haven't announced when they're going to do this, but it's going to be quite short in quite short. Sorry, my English is terrible. Quite quick. It's going to happen quickly. We just don't know the name of the new studio. And so just to, re to remind you that BioWare, it's a studio which since the 90s, 95 and hours, they have gold in their hand. If you like Dungeons & Dragons, they are the one who did Baldur's Gate, Leno Winter Nights. They are the one who did the Mass Effect, the trilogy. They are the one who did the, all the Dragon Age. They have gold in their hands until the mid-2010, and then it started to slow down after Mass Effect 3. They had the Mass Effect Andromeda, which, because of the graphic issue, did a like, bomb that first. After that, I two years after that, it was fantastic. They had Anthem in 2019. It was well-received, but it wasn't like a classic like Mass Effect or all the other wear. So since... A few years, it hasn't. It has been quite slow for Bioware. They did Bioshock. Uh, did they do Bioshock? No. Bioware? No, it wasn't there. Anyway, at this stage, EA said, "You know what? Leave Star Wars, and concentrate on the sequel of Dragon Age, Dragon Age Dreadwolf, which is a plan for 2024, and the next Mass Effect, which we saw one trailer one or two years ago, something like this." And we are waiting for, at least I'm waiting for this in this game fest. I really want to see if they're going to advance on it. But basically, EA said, leave the old stuff. We need you to get us some gold because we are, you are not doing well. We bought you. We need you to go back on top of the pipe because BioWare game 10 years ago, when BioWare was releasing something, it's like, ah, oh, we need to play that. It's fantastic. Now it's. I was checking, they there had an 80 people team working on Star Wars. They probably gonna have to reassign some people. They may have some layoff. It's here in Montreal, so I'm gonna have some news probably in, your, in the newspaper. But yeah, that's what it is. So, what do you think of BioWare? Do you think they have a, a nice future ahead of them? 
just to remind you, the Dragon Age is 2024. Mass Effect has no release date yet, so 2025 at best. Go ahead, Adam. As soon as you, Antoine mentioned uh, Andromeda, I saw your face get triggered. <laughs> I loved Andromeda. I played it all I know, early, but I know uh, when Antoine mentioned, oh, it bombed because of the graphics. I'm like, oh, God, we've had a discussion like four times. He's right. No, he's, <laughs> he's right. That is what happened. But because he, he said you played it, what, two years after release or whatever? Yes. Yeah. I played it on release and Me too. They, they patched it almost immediately. It was a couple weeks before that was fixed. It was pretty quick. And really, the issues weren't that glaring. There were a few bugs, obviously. The, the stiff face on that one woman. Yeah, they patched that even before I got to that scene. It was patched out. I was able to replicate a few of the a few of the things like the silly stairwalks that you were able to do and stuff like that. So I did replicate that, but yeah, I felt it got unfairly panned. Yeah, yeah I feel it got unfairly judged. So I really enjoyed Andromeda. I will say I did feel the story of Andromeda was just a repaint of the original one. It, did, it wasn't inspired. You have you go to this place. There's this ancient technology from this that you're trying to unlock so that you can figure something out. Your enemy has a way to basically convert your allies into their own forces to fight against you. It was 100% not an original story. It was just a repaint of the exact same story. So I will give it that wasn't very well done. But the gameplay was great. It had really good gameplay. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with the new Mass Effect. They are going back to the Milky Way. So that'll be interesting to see how they deal with the aftermath of the original trilogy but yeah and then i also played dragon age i really enjoyed the first one origins i re loved origins i didn't play i didn't play dragon age 2 i did play inquisitor and i enjoyed that i don't not as much as origins but i did still enjoy that so i am looking forward to Dreadwolf and seeing where that goes but yeah i, I bioware has been kind of weird where they were just like the golden child for a while and then you hit andromeda and then you hit anthem and they almost died, almost, basically. They were just, like, throwing people out left and right. And so it'll be interesting to see if they're able to recover or not. I think this sort of story re just relates to what's happening. And again, apologies for the doom and gloom, but this is also relates to one of the stories that just happened this morning that relates to Adam, in a sense. I don't know if Adam would have seen it. And actually, Antoine as well, because you guys are all doing the same thing that I'm not doing at the moment. But you guys might not have seen it. But basically, it's just, look... As a company, right, look what's making money, right? I think this morning's story was, and Antoine's going to talk about this later, is like Diablo 4 is Blizzard's fastest selling game ever. And despite the $23 skeleton armor, again, cosmetic stuff. And again, the argument for that is, hey, this is a like cool, regular content to be developed for Diablo 4. But I think this is just going to incentivize studios like EA who have a horrible reputation with some of the sporting games of that sort of stuff and saying, hey, look at this. Blizzard is making money with this and this and this. They're doing all these cosmetic stuff. There you go. And not to mention, not to say that I'm never going to play Diablo 4. I definitely will. But I think this microtransaction, though I am a person who does buy stuff on Marvel Snap all the time and does that feeds into microtransactions. But yeah, I think when it comes to Bioware, coming back to the point is... I think we're not going to be able to get the same quality because people are trimming down due to economic times. Yeah. Cool. All right, Adam, your second story. We're going to skip you? Oh, God. my! I have a story, right? Yes. <laughs> I totally forgot. 
Yes, my first story is about Apple's Vision Pro headset. All right, Apple's WWDC event happened again. Not at the time for Taiwanese people, right, or Asian people. It is a $3,500 headset. I'm going to do a longer video discussing this about VR, AR. Now, let me make this distinction right now. Is you cannot buy this now. You cannot buy this in December. You can probably buy this in Q1, end of Q1 next, end of Q1 next year. But it is good. It is looking way better than Facebook's MetaQuest 2 or Facebook's MetaQuest 3. But again, those are $1,700 headsets. If you haven't watched the video, I would highly suggest you do. Or you can wait for my video and watch it together with me. I've already seen it. It is looking really good. A few things though, Apple is pitching this at developers, but they're pitching it via consumers. So if you watch this video, this doesn't talk about the development aspects. It talks about how this will be good for consumers, right? And I guess this again is an AR headset, right? As you're watching the video that Adam's showing in today's live stream, or if you're watching this later on on YouTube, you can see that like the lady is still in her living room. She's still aware of what's going on. And you think, oh, because this panel is transparent. It is not transparent. They have these awesome cameras inside. One of the cool things as well with this is that it has two 4K lenses inside. So it is extremely high fidelity. I've watched loads of videos about this already. Am I going to buy this? No, $3,500 is way too rich for me. I don't even think I was thinking about buying a foldable cell phone for 1900 US dollars. And I think that's a bit pushy things as well. It happens every time, not every time, often because the stupid fan next to me and I have bad allergies, but yeah. So coming to the gaming aspect, because we are the middle-aged gamers, my quick 60 second take on this is that in the actual video, it shows someone playing NBA 2K3 on their PlayStation 5 connected to this headset. And you have that wonderful, actually 8K display that you're playing at. It's not really running at 8K, but it looks, it is theoretically 8K. You're playing it on this VR and it's this cool. Lots of people would have seen those headsets on Facebook much cheaper than Apple though. My summary is basically, yes, this is a cool device. This is why I don't buy Intel anymore because Intel is made strictly for gaming. This is a cool device allowing you to game, to work and do everything in one device pretty much. And I think it's something at a $2,000 price point I would consider. Lots of people have suggested that after this initial run, we'll probably get a cheaper version at some point after Apple says, oh my God, this is selling out really well. We can lower the price and take the hit and make money on the software. So yeah, I'm excited. It looks good. I think I used to think VR was the future, but I think AR is definitely the future. All right, Adam, what's your Oh, go ahead, Anton. No, just, did you say what was the difference between VR and AR? VR is enclosed, right? You're in a virtual world. You don't see the real world, right? Okay. AR is just like watching sci-fi movies and Adam's face, and this is, his name is Adam Gray. He is 39 years old. He was born in America, that sort of stuff. It's, it's data relayed on the real world. Okay. Yes. Uh, VR just being virtual reality, whereas AR being augmented reality. So it's a difference between living in a different reality versus living in our reality, but changed in some way. Yes. That's the acronym. No, this looks really cool. It looks really interesting. I am the kind of person who likes to analyze these things really quick, really deep. And I will say, looking at the trailer, it is a little suspect just because there's the one part where the woman's watching TV and you can see the light emanating on her. And it's like, if there's not actually a screen in front of her, there should not be light and shadow against the wall in that situation. Yeah, because he's not physically watching a TV. 
I, I do pick up on things like that. But uh, no, it looks really cool. This is basically if you've ever played a game like a Cyberpunk or Borderlands. In Borderlands, you can see like when you go into the menu, it's actually your character standing there and there's just, there's a screen that kind of opens up in front of them and you can see it, but your allies can't see it. That's literally how augmented reality would work. You have this display in your own eyes. I think this is definitely the first step and something that we're going to go. Google Lens was probably the very first step at an attempt at this. This seems to be taking it a little bit further. I am curious. In the video, it does show, because you say it's opaque. It's not translucent. But in the video, when people are looking at people wearing it, I can still see their eyes inside. So is there a screen on the outside that's projecting my eyes out? Or is yes, that just yes. a visual thing? So there's a so there's a screen on the outside so people can see my eyes on a screen on the outside. Yeah, that's so weird. It's, it's the same with the camera. Like people say, I watched a bunch of videos when they were walking around. Apple allowed journalists to try it out, but they they couldn't capture video. And they were like, you can see and everything looks really good, but you can see it's not with your own eyes. It's putting on like your 4K camera on your eye and like looking at things that way. But I'm and saying so like. But I'm saying, like, if you are wearing it, and I'm looking at you, and I'm not wearing it, do I see your eyes on the yeah, outside? Yeah, yeah. It's so strange. I, 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 it yeah. wouldn't matter. I don't imagine people are going to be walking around with it because it does only have a two-hour battery. Yeah, I'm like, that seems like unnecessarily batter. That seems like unnecessary battery usage. It seems like that would just be... It's cool, but it seems completely unnecessary, and it seems like it would be superfluous. I, I'm sure it is, but I think... It's interesting, and I do see this being the first step in maybe in the future where we can just get, as the technology gets better, you just get glasses, and the glasses are opaque, so you're just like the kind of black glasses that you see blind people wear in cartoons, but where it's opaque. But then if the augmented reality has a camera on the outside so it can do what the Nintendo 3DS did, so it looks like I'm just wearing glasses to you, but it is a screen as the... Oh, yeah. I think we'll definitely get there. Yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting. All right, let's move on to Adam's second story. 